This is nothing. I know what you did last summer. Ooh, what a crock of shit. Scary Affair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. Okay, and Cardor. I'm Opal. And this week we watched I Know You Did Last Summer, uh, directed by Jim Gillespie, uh, written by Kevin Williamson, and starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Philippe, and of course, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, it stinks how 90s this is. Uh, but before we get into that, Opal, what have we been up to this week? We saw a couple of newer movies this week. Ooh. A couple of uh, trending topics, if you will. We're on the cutting edge. Yeah, exactly. I'm always saying this. We saw Megan. Yeah, we watched that on streaming. Yes. Um, it was... It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it was it was all right. Um, Someone was poking me with a fork in my back. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, we're being threatened at gunpoint by <laughs> Megan. Um, so this movie, uh, uh, there are two camps on this movie, which is it's bad or it's good actually, and I'm somewhere in between. Like usual, we are somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, I totally understand where both sides are coming from. Um, I enjoyed it as a movie. It is like. Very entertaining um, and very stupid. I thought it, I thought it was funny. I think like it's a very shallow movie. Um, it's like not maybe not technically the best. It is absolutely about grief <laughs> and about family trauma, like every other movie that's come out in the last five years. I mean, it's also it's just like aggressively not doing anything original like um oh i think it's stupidly pg-13 it's stupidly pg-13 um you know it's a haunted doll horror movie so you know child's play exists it's a very different movie this is just like every like techno thriller plot yeah you can't get the smell Um, of chucky off of this movie necessarily but you know what what here's the thing here's the thing thing. we're gonna say the exact same thing here's the thing the thing is Megan is serving. Megan is great, and I love her. <laughs> I think, listen. And Chucky sucks. So, like. I think she is so uncanny in a weird way that it loops all the way back around to me thinking that she's cute again. I actually think she's kind of adorable. She She's, like, vamping. She is, like, doing crazy shit the whole movie. <laughs> I wanted more crazy shit. I wanted the yeah. rated R version where she's well, doing more crazy shit. Well, I do want the rated R version, but there is going to be a sequel. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I kind of love the universe where, like, Megan and Terrifier are the 2020s franchises being born right now. I mean, it's not that surprising to me because they're both, like, very derivative, right? I think they're good, like, ones of those. Like, I gave this four stars because she sings, uh, uh, Titanium. Like a lullaby. Yeah, and, um... I it, thought that was beautiful. That knocked me on my ass so hard that, like... I don't know. I can't help but be charmed by the movie. It is kind of stupid. Um, it's it's so stupid. I think it's funny, but also I need to take someone else's opinion into this. My hairdressers. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Who said I, when I told her that we were gonna see Infinity Pool, like that's a horror movie? She said, "Oh yeah, my daughter likes horror movies. Don't see Megan though." She said it was really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it is it is bad. The thing is, it is, like, bad. Um, Don't watch it expecting a horror movie. Watch it for, like, the funny, weird doll stuff. Uh, the uh, Gemma, played by Allison Williams, is, like, she has that, like, residual get-out evil on her. I was gonna her. say! Like, this woman's <laughs> career is fucking ruined because I hate everything she does on screen now. That's right. Just always comes off as a bad person i don't know if that's just like the writing of the character but i always think she's a bad person she is a bad person in this but you watch the movie and think that she is like horrible and evil (laughs) and i think it's because she's got that it's because she's from get out yeah it's because she's got that get out stank on her still um that's what i was saying the whole time um also uh violet 
McGraw as Katie does okay. Not the worst kid acting I've seen, but not the best. She's not really a character as much. No. Like, the story's supposed to be about her, but it's not about her. That's right. Kind of like Final Fantasy X, when you think about it. Well, that's what they made Final Fantasy X 2 for. Mm. And maybe that's what we'll get in Megan 2. You're saying they didn't make it so the girls could take their clothes off. They did that as well. <laughs> uh, and then we also watched... As I said, Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool. We saw this one in the theater. It's going to be a feature creatures. Yes, it is, because we had a lot of fun with Infinity Pool. We did. Boy, did we. We did. Uh, that'll be releasing later this week, so look out for that. Yeah, if you want the... If you want the gist of it, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's very much like Possessor. Brandon Cronenberg's previous film. Yes. The I, cast is a lot of fun. If you if you think you're gonna like it, give it a try give it a shot. Yeah. It's lots of fun. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, yeah, we'll get more in-depth on that. As always, with Future Creatures, that's going to be kind of a spoilery review, so if you're not into that, maybe uh, wait until you've seen the movie. Or don't. Live your life. We'll yeah, probably... if you're not interested in it, just, like, listen to it anyway. I don't know. I'm not your boss or your dad or anyone to you. If you want to hear about our experience uh, watching trailers in the theater. Ooh, yes, we do love to talk about trailers yeah, as well. tune into the first, like, 15 minutes of that. We'll, we'll get you uh, started right, with that. That's right. That's right. Alright, well, with that out of the way, let's get into I Know What You Did Last Summer. What a crock of shit. <laughs> um... This is, uh, of course, the 1997 film. Um, and boy, can you tell. I don't think this is as 90s as The Faculty, but I will say I think it's more pathetic. <laughs> so we've obviously covered uh, Kevin Williamson before. He was the writer for The Faculty. He's the writer for Scream, which is his uh, previous movie to this. Scream is 96. This is 97. This, uh, I think in the faculty we say that that was a script he had laying around that was rushed into production. Uh, this one is even more that. I feel like watching the movies that came after Scream are retroactively making Scream worse for me. I agree, because everything that Scream gets like a bunch of credit for is done so poorly in these movies. I know. It, people just saying shit to say shit. Just like making cultural references, but then like doing it to death to the point where you're fucking bored and it's just like, can we get on with the movie, please? Yeah, I'm throwing popcorn at the screen. The like bad teenager high school stuff, that's like all he does. Kinda. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, this one uh, was uh, supported by producer Eric Feig, who still mostly does teen movies. Uh, he produced Step Up and The Hunger Games. I have no feelings on either. Yeah, uh, this definitely seems like a, oh shit, we've got um, the writer for Scream. Let's, uh, you know, this comes out a year later. So they did all of the casting, pre-production, filming, and post-production in less than a year. Because uh, Scream had to like hit and then they had to make this movie, um, which is... I feel like you uh, can tell. You can tell. Um, uh, it is, uh, of course, it made a lot of fucking money. Um, not as much as Scream did, but, uh... Of course it did. I yeah. mean, this is a very for-the-masses movie. Uh, it made $125 million on a $17 million budget. Uh, Scream was, like, $150 million. Uh, it's not really until the faculty that he falls off. I think that one made, like, $60 million. Mm. Um, so he's, like, still got it. This one, uh, was, uh, promoted in the, uh in kind of like the press materials as from the creator of Scream. Um, and then uh, they got sued over that because yeah. technically, you know, Wes Craven's the director of Scream. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, it's, um, we'll get to it. As, as tepid as I was on the faculty, I do feel like this one's worse. I, you know, the faculty is more fun than this. It's, well, they're both derivative as shit, right? But So this one is really interesting to me. Because it is a novel adaptation. Um, it's like a 1970s novel by Lois Duncan. Um, and that book is like not like this movie. I haven't read it, but like I read the synopsis for it. The like whole premise of that movie is the twist at the end is the killer is like this character who you've met earlier in the movie. Who's interacted with some of the other... Er, earlier novel. in the story. Earlier in yeah. the novel. 
who you've met earlier in the novel, but because books aren't like a visual medium, you like can't, you don't realize they're the same person until the big reveal at the end. And that's like the, ooh, this character you knew is actually like living a double life and he's the killer. That's like the whole, like. So like a mystery. The whole novel is like built around that twist and reveal and you can't do that in a movie because you just see the guy's face uh so um this movie doesn't have a mystery to it it's just um i have no fucking clue why you would adapt this story into into a screenplay that's like a ripoff of 80s slasher movies i mean if there's no way to figure out who it is it's not a mystery end of story yeah, and I mean, like, this... If you reintroduce a character, like, ooh, I bet you didn't know it was this guy at the very end. Like, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter if it's, like, a masked killer who, like, gives nothing away the whole time. Like, it, it just doesn't, um... I'm not gonna recognize that you, guy anyway. You can't... You had all the clues me like this, so it doesn't <laughs> I really... Didn't, I didn't actually... It doesn't really, like, it makes sense that the script did not get picked up until this guy had, like, a big hit. And then everyone was like, ooh, what's he got kicking around, you know? Because, like, it doesn't work. Like, it just, the premise doesn't, there's no reason to do this adaptation this way. We could have kept this somewhere else hidden away. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we never had to know about this one. It has, of course, gotten several sequels. Uh, there's also, like, an Amazon Prime TV series from 2021 which seems to be true of every fucking media property we cover on this show. I, we, we are out of ideas. I am telling you, there is nothing left in this world to draw inspiration from. And it also seems like Amazon just had like a big money bucket for like TV oh, series you've this, never heard of. And then of? remake this and then remake that. Yeah. Just, we, what are we doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, the the only thing I knew about this movie coming in was Hook Hand's car door. That's not even true, though! He doesn't have a hook hand! He has a hook <laughs> in his hand, but his hand isn't a hook! Apparently that uh, real urban legend was popularized by Dear Abby. I... I heard it in elementary school. It's a big, like, elementary school one. We We got told, like, a bunch of urban legends and, like folklore one time it's like a halloween thing and i think that was one of them i think it's another really weird fit in this movie like it doesn't come from the book kevin williamson just put it in um and it doesn't so it's not a hook hand guy in the book no so what part is the book adapted the the part where someone gets a note saying i know what you did last summer and there's the hit and run uh, and there are teens why why even keep the inspiration at that point? I know. Like, th- this is the thing. Like, this is all, like, so, like, clobbered together. And, like, this... It just doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, and it's even weirder that this, like, kind of took off a little bit. Um, I guess now is, like, a, as good a time as I need to talk about the cast. Uh, I suppose. So Jennifer Love Hewitt, this is, like, her quote-unquote, like, breakout movie role. Um, I think she's okay in it, actually. I can't really complain about her performance specifically. She is, like, one of the OG Disney child actors, mm-hmm. Disney Channel uh, people uh, from TV. Uh, she went on to do this. Um, she was in, like, some daytime soaps and then had, like, a pretty middling movie career, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, uh, I guess so. Um, and then, of course, you know, you've got Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's obviously coming from TV as, you know, Buffy. Yeah, Buffy, and we have done another movie that came after this one. Yeah, we've already covered her career a little bit in The Grudge, but of course she does go on to be in uh, Scream 2. And the two movies I always think of her uh, with her, which are Scooby-Doo <laughs> and Small Soldiers, who she's the love interest Oh my in. god. Yeah. That, what a pull. Watched that a lot as a kid. <laughs> uh, had all the toys, too. That's funny. Uh, Ryan Philippe is another uh, TV person. He did some daytime soaps as uh, Barry. The blonde guy. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have to talk about Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh, do we have to? Um, probably most known for playing characters named Freddie in uh, Friends and uh, the previously mentioned Scooby-Doo. Right, right. Um, I don't... He's badness. I don't think I enjoy him as an actor very much. He's also, this is like him a little bit earlier in his career, so he doesn't look the way I remember Freddie Prinze Jr. looking. He's like, 
you mentioned this, he's got like a weirdly big head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. unsettling. Yeah, he's, his head is a little bit big. He's got like lip filler done. Like his lips are just I like. Listen, I don't know if he has lip filler or if that was the lighting, but I was like going back and forth on whether or not it was. But sometimes when the light hits him right. It's a little eerie. It does look like he has he has had work done, but I, uh, I don't know whether or not he has. Could not confirm or deny. Yeah, so um, you know, kind of a kind of a hit and miss cast for me. Um, but this is this is his and Sarah Michelle's meet cute. Apparently, this yeah, is where they met. That's right. Which they're still together. Happy for them. Yeah, of course they would go on to be you know Fred and Daphne and Scooby Doo. Yeah, we we can't we can't not talk about Scooby Doo. We have to talk about it. I'm telling you, this is like how I think about which these they're people. also kind of bad in. They're also bad in that as well. I mean, like, I don't know if Sarah Michelle Gellar is technically good in like anything she's ever been in, I but think I do. She is firmly the same in everything. I think it is the same performance, same look, same everything. I kind of enjoy her. In some things, though. She's fine. She, uh, she reminds me of a simpler time, you know? <laughs> I do know what you mean. Uh, and then, uh, I guess the last bit of background I had on this is that it's mostly, uh, despite being set in North Carolina, filmed in Sonoma, which is in Northern California. I can tell which is which. Uh, my Aunt Anne used to live up there, uh, for a little bit, uh, like the highway that's like the the a big part of this movie is just so obviously the 101. No, yeah, North Carolina doesn't look like that. <laughs> um and also like every shot of the beach is just clearly yeah, the Pacific California. Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Um anytime the roads are too wide and it's a little bit swampy, that's North Carolina. Yeah, they they do have a few bits from North Carolina um, for North some Carolina, location shots, if you will. I will not. I am so scandalized that no one is trying any kind of a country accent. Not, in this. One, Not one fucking person. bit. Not one goddamn bit. Now, now, do I say North Carolina like North Carolina or North Carolina? I haven't decided yet. Well, it's tough because you don't quite have the accent. but It comes out a little bit. But sometimes. it comes out a little bit sometimes. So I feel like sometimes when you're talking a little bit fast, sometimes you might be a little North Carolina. North Carolina. But... <laughs> Sometimes when, you know, uh, you know, you're just talking normally, you might be a little more North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been to North Carolina, I guess, for like vacation. That was South Carolina, wasn't it? Was it? There's no difference. I can, t- <laughs> I can tell you there is no difference. All right. Uh, I guess that's all. I, you can tell we're out of background now. So let's get into. Yeah. Let's our, get into our summary. Let's get into our summary. Uh, we open on Summer Breeze by Type O Negative. This is the worst shit I've ever <laughs> I kind of love this horrible soundtrack. I think I told has. you it sounds like an alcoholic bullfrog is singing. It's really bad. And the waves of, uh, well, like we said, this is probably California. Yeah. Um, Ro- rocky beaches are Pacific and depressing beaches are Atlantic. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we see like a hanging out on a cliff off the 101 there's like a hairpin turn um he's drinking and looking at a locket and there are fireworks because it's the fourth of july yeah um now we're at the southern community theater for a beauty pageant uh this is the bit where it's they're definitely in north carolina i can smell the tobacco from this theater that's right uh there's some teens up on the balcony that is julie barry and ray they're like commentating um, uh, their job is to make you acutely aware of how obnoxious they are immediately. A bunch of people in like reviews for this movie says that this cast is likable, and I just cannot disagree I... more. They're not characters. As soon as they're talking, I'm like, oh, this is a Kevin Williamson movie. Everyone sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, it's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty bad. Um, Helen is up on stage uh, giving her winning speech as she is awarded the Miss Croker Queen. Now, uh, some people don't have maps, you know, as such as, like, as... <laughs> Extremely if... <laughs> one of those. Um, uh, Barry is dating Helen, apparently, because he cheers, That's my girlfriend! When she wins. <laughs> like, he did anything! <laughs> uh, 
Uh, now it's time for a party down at the boardwalk. Uh, Helen and Julie hang out and encounter some annoying locals such as creepy guy Max and mean not, not a character and mean older sister Elsa. Not a character. <laughs> uh, uh, Barry and Ray arrived to quote toast to our last summer of immature adolescent decadence. Yeah, we're setting the stage here for. Do you get what the movie's about yet? Yeah. Do you get it? It's about that. What you just said. It's about the loss of their adolescent immaturity and decadence. Yeah. You know. And you... Going to college is tough. No one ever wants to leave a small town. Ever. I guess you would know better than. <laughs> anyway, they almost start a fight here. Uh, and then they head down to Dawson's Beach past the hairpin turn, uh, which. As they're going around it, you can see they do not clear. Uh, like, they are fully, like, halfway through the, ne- the like, lane to the side of them as they're turning. Um, just giving you an idea, like, oh, if there are ever two cars going around this turn at the same time, they're getting a They crash. just collide. They just yeah. collide. That's how this turn is, like, set up. Um, <laughs> at the, there's, like, this wrecked boat on the beach, and they are telling the hook-hand car door story. Yeah, um, they're they're debating on how the story actually goes. Every, everyone, it seems to me, has heard like a slightly different version, or is misremembering it, and I can't tell which one is funnier. I have the real story though. Oh, let's go. Man and girl go out to drive under moonlight. They stop at on at a side of road. He turned to his girl and say, "Baby, I love you very much." What is it, honey? <laughs> Our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. I'll walk home and get some more fuel. Okay, I'll stay here and look after our stereo. There have been news report of the stairs being stolen. Good idea. Keep the doors locked no matter what. I love you, sweaty. <laughs> so the guy left to get full for the car after two hours. The girl say, where is my baby? He was, he was supposed to be back by now. And then the girl hear a scratching sound and voice say, Let me in! <laughs> the girl doesn't do it. And then after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. She gets she gets out and checked. And man door and her car door. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'll be I'll be auditioning for the part of Little Annie. <laughs> Tell audience call in and let us know if Opal got the part. Who are you calling? Don't call me. Call in. Um <laughs> so God, that's incredible. Um uh the the annoying uh, Williamson dialogue really uh hits here. Julie is like the smart girl. So she's got to be like... You can tell because her bangs are tiny. <laughs> she's like... It lets her brain out. She's like, uh, actually, it's a scary story to, to, to tell to warn young girls of the dangers of premarital sex. Yeah, as if we haven't made a movie about that already. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Ray is like, it probably originates from like a real life incident. <laughs> That's never happened ever. Um, Helen and Barry discuss their five-year plan... Which includes rehab? Yeah, her five-year plan includes him going to rehab. Um, And then Julie and Ray hang out, and uh, Julie's like, Oh, did you know the hook's actually a phallic symbol? Which, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know how your penis is shaped like a hook? Uh, and she also voices her anxiety that uh, Ray will fall for a cute girl when he's in college. This is the most aggressively heterosexual thing I've ever heard she specifically is worried that he's gonna fall for a a hot goth girl she says this but also like helen and barry's conversation where she's like you will impregnate me with the first of our three children i'm just like oh jesus christ it's really bad like i get that like it's supposed to be this oh these kids are like about to go off and live their adult lives but they still have this like kind of americana ideal of what it means to grow up in america and how you know they're gonna go off to college and then become real adults you know uh how barry's gonna be you know a quarterback for the pittsburgh steelers because he's the star quarterback in high school um delusion it's supposed to be delusional but also like i can't help but cringe at it like it's delivered 
part of it's how it's delivered and part of it's just the way it's written is so like could, oh my god shut the fuck up could it be because all of the people saying these things are like 28 that's a great point um anyway they uh fool around on the beach some and it's time to head home we you know how we feel about this yeah sand in your butthole that's how you get sand in your butthole man <laughs> that's what you said um <laughs> Barry is too drunk to drive, and uh, he harasses Ray as he tries to drive them home, um, and they round the hairpin turn and, of course, hit someone. Uh, And boy, you'll wish they hadn't. Because they spend the next 20 minutes yelling at each other about what to do about it. It's time for, like, an extended argument between these characters about what happened and what to do. Um, Barry is, like, covered in blood. The car's all fucked up. Um, Julie finds a boot, so they go looking for whoever it is. Um, And they find a body, but they don't recognize him as any of the locals. Maybe Um, they should, because... He looks fine. <laughs> his face is just covered in blood. They're, they're like, oh, his face is all fucked up. His face, you can look at his face. It's not... Yeah, his face is pretty normal. Yeah. Um, Barry's drunk and there's alcohol spilled over uh, his car. So he's like, you can't call the cops because they'll pin out on me. Um, and after some like extended arguing, Julie is convinced that, um, you know, not to, to come clean... Um, it seems like she's the one who's like, you know, she's the one who's cosmically right about everything in the movie. So she has to be the one who's like the most beat up and insistent that they do the right thing, quote unquote. Right. Yeah, because her bags are tiny. She's the smart one. Um, anyway, they decide they're going to dump his body in the ocean. Um, Don't check his pulse or anything. Yeah. uh, We can't make sure he's dead. Right. Uh, And then just as, like, they're about to get moving, uh, a car comes by, and oh no, it's the dirtbag Max from earlier. Um, But he's got a crush on Julie, so they, like, kind of hide the body, and she talks him away. (laughs) They're just Um, lugging a a guy-shaped thing across the road. It's like, what could they be doing? Uh, They put the body in the trunk and drive it to a small pier uh, where they argue some more. They argue a lot more. Um, And... (laughs) Just as they're about to, like, dump the guy off the pier, the guy wakes up and grabs Helen's pageant crown, uh, and they freak out, um, and push him into the ocean, and She's like, not my crown. Yeah, that's identifiable, so Barry jumps in and and grabs it from the guy, who's clearly alive in the water. Yeah. Um, uh, he, Barry demands that everyone take the story to the grave, um, but as they drive away, we see that, um, there's a pendant left behind on the dock. It's nothing. (laughs) Cut to one year later. Uh, It's college time and there's some more bad music. (laughs) Uh, You could say that for the whole movie. uh, Julie doesn't want to go home for the summer. Uh, She clearly, like, associates home with the accident to some degree, right? And also she's depressed about, like, um, fucking up so bad at school. Uh her mom asks if she's on drugs. She, they're in the middle of a conversation. She's like, are you on drugs? <laughs> um, Julie says she isn't and that she's had a rough year. Uh, her mom's like, you don't call or visit and your report card looks like shit. And by the way, here's a mysterious letter that you got. I, before the last part, it's like, yeah, tell me you've never had someone go to college before without telling me you've never <sighs> had someone go to college before. Yeah, Doug, like, we all uh, go to college and uh, drop out and get depressed. Like, that's what going to college is about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she reads the mysterious letter, which only says, I know what you did last summer. <gasps> I, I think <laughs> I said, you have ten guesses as to what this is going to say. Yeah. Uh, she goes to the local, I guess it's like a, kind of a department store or something. They have dresses. And fragrances. And jewelry. And videotapes. That's right. Uh, to ask, uh, uh, Helen's sister, Elsa, for her number. Uh, but she's like, oh, don't worry, she's already dropped out and is working at the store. Um... They uh, head to Barry's house, his, like, big fuck-off rich kid southern mansion. Uh, him and Helen have apparently broken up. Uh, and he says, oh, don't worry about the letter. You can get a house this size for, like, $400. Probably. If you're looking in the right places where no one wants to live. <laughs> um, they have a conversation where we learn that apparently uh, the body of David something was found three weeks later. 
Um, and it was called an accidental drowning by the police. Um, Barry thinks, oh, it's probably just Max fucking with us. So they go down to his work at the dock uh, where Barry uh, threatens Max with a hook. Uh, yeah, he seems a little uh, aggressive. I think he just wants to kill someone. I mean, like... I think Barry has some issues. Barry has some fucking issues. You get the idea that, like, everyone's life has imploded after the accident? Like, it, it is the... No, I already thought he had issues. I mean, you already think, like, this guy's fucked up, right? But, like, it does... It, it is, like, presented as, like, the big, like, inflection point in all of these people's lives. Um, no, this is just how it would end anyway. This is just what this kind of guy is like. The star quarterback in a small town who's a rich kid who drunk drives and uh, tries to not call the cops when he hits someone. And then, uh, yeah, he, he would be, like, threatening random people in town. Yeah, he would be a police officer. Yeah. Um, uh, Max doesn't seem to know anything. So next up is Ray, who's also working on a boat. Uh, Helen and Barry kind of just leave Julie with him as, uh, they've also broken up. Um, Ray's like, oh, don't bother with the letter. It's probably just Max fucking around. Uh, <laughs> I won't be in the rest of the movie, by the way. <laughs> and they talk about his, uh, situation. He's like, oh, prophecy fulfilled. I've become my father, who I didn't know, but I know we worked on boats. Uh, yeah, we didn't know that either, but I guess now we do. Thanks. Yeah, um... Uh, back at his work, Max is killed by a mysterious figure with a hook. Uh, now, what did this guy do? Great question. <laughs> uh, so this mis- let's talk about the mysterious figure. He's uh, in like a fisherman's outfit. He's got like a slicker and like a boat hat. Yeah. And he can't see his face. And he's he, got. He looks like Paddington. <laughs> 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 he looks like Paddington if he was the real size of a bear. That's right. That's right. Uh... <laughs> Uh, next up is Barry, who's working out at the gym, uh, but he's being stalked by someone. Uh, back at his locker, he finds a Polaroid of his parked car with, I know, written on it, and his jacket has been stolen. This is where you need a Polaroid camera. You can do shit like this. Yeah, this is, this is fun. Um, uh, Barry looks around, but can't find anyone, and the owner's like, oh, it's just you and me here, kid. Uh, when he hears his car rev outside... And when he runs out to confront who he thinks is Max, uh, he gets run over by uh, the mysterious person in the in the driving his car, uh, who then produces a fishing hook as Barry is about to like fade for his life, and we fade to black. Yeah, we go to commercial. Like yeah, we always do. Uh, it's the they're at the hospital the next day, and Julian Co meet Barry, who didn't get killed. It turns out uh, he says, "No, I didn't see the guy's face." No, it's very convenient that no one ever sees him. That's right. Um, he kind of accuses Ray for a minute, and then uh, Julie's like, oh, guys, can't we really go to the police for real this time? But they're like, no, like, we actually murdered someone. Like, that person was alive when we dumped them off the pier. So it's murder, so we can't tell the cops. Of course. Right. Um, Helen thinks, uh, oh, maybe this person was, like, a friend or family member of the dead guy, David Egan. Uh, and Ray's like, hey, Julie, do you want to get back together? I'm still not over it. <laughs> uh. Not what we should be thinking about. Uh, the girls go to the local library to do research. I love every time a movie goes to the local yeah. library to look shit up. I want to see them pull out the microfiche one time. Absolutely. I'm always here for it. I'm like, yeah, you get on that local library laptop and, like, look up newspaper records. You pull up multiple windows of newspaper articles. Listen, it just, it always kicks ass. I want to go to the local library and do research. No one's stopping you from doing that. <laughs> um, it turns out that uh, David, the, the person who died, uh, had actually survived a car crash himself on that road one year earlier, uh, which had killed his girlfriend. This uh, won't be relevant. So Julie and Helen go uh, visit his uh, remaining family who live outside of town. Uh, they make a really tired murder she wrote joke. Uh, yeah, it, Angela Lansbury, and then we make a tired Silence of the Lambs joke in rapid succession. Again, just like, dude, it gets Kevin real old. Pick, just pick one, man. Have a little restraint, dog. Um. Uh, where they meet uh, Melissa, who is David's sister. 
This is a this is the only house that looks like it's from North Carolina, by the way. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it's the only one with redneck artifacts and woods. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, they like make up a story to tell her and give her fake names, and uh, they're kind of alarmed to find a coat that just looks like the killers in the house. It's gonna come up that every single person in this fucking town has a slicker. Yeah, I wonder why. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess, uh, Melissa's mom didn't take David's death too well, so she's living in a home. Uh, there's no dad in the picture. She gives a lot of information. There's pictures of, like, David kissing a girl. Uh, they ask, like, hey, do you have any friends? And she recalls one who she, uh, dated for a while called Billy Blue. Uh, back to the car, Julie and Helen wonder if they've ruined everyone in David's life when they killed him. Uh, and they kind of book it away when Melissa comes by. Uh, to be like, hey, don't you want to hang out with me? I'm so lonely. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of just <laughs> sad. Um, Helen wonders if David was trying to commit suicide that night since his girlfriend died on the road the year before. Uh, and her and Julie kind of lament their lost friendship a little bit. Like, we used to be best friends. They, no, it's more than that because she's like, we used to be friends and so much else. That's right. <laughs> Like, how how am I supposed to take that? Ooh, the girls are kissing. Also, like, these two girls are the only ones with screen presence in this entire fucking movie. So, like, I would like them to have a little bit more of a relationship. Are you forgetting about the the lesser sister, Elsa? I'm Absolutely a character. Such a character. Uh, Elsa, played by... Uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras, who's in, let's see. Oh, she was a Miss Teen USA. She was in Last Action Hero and Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Anyway. That's unfortunate. Uh, uh, back at home, uh, Helen, uh, pours herself a Diet Coke as the killer sneaks inside her room. Uh, we get, you know, a scene of her undressing as the killer watches her from the closet. Um, I've seen a horror movie before. Yeah, we've seen Halloween before. Thank you. Uh, she, uh, examines her pageant tiara as the camera closes in on her. Uh, but it's just her sister, Elsa, who's like, hey, you gotta come into your dead-end local job tomorrow. But she's like, no, I gotta ride in the parade because I'm the outgoing queen. Hey, I'm in this movie too. (laughs) Uh, her sister calls her pathetic and so she goes to bed. Uh, next she... It, it's it's so funny because she, she has no defining characteristics for her to hate her for. So she's, like, brushing her hair during the scene and she's like, You and your hair! <laughs> <laughs> they have to remind us that her hair is important because she's gonna wake up the next morning and, oh no, the killer has fucked up her hair a bunch with scissors. Nah, she has this wig on top of her actual hair. <laughs> yeah. And then we see her later and it's like... <gasps> It's at her shoulders now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the words soon have been written on her mirror. Soon. You also uh, pointed out that when she's going to bed, she sleeps with the, the sheets as her covers. The, the fitted sheets as the covers. And then in the next scene, it's fixed. But it drove me insane. <laughs> I had to point it out. Sorry. Uh, she calls Julie, who comes over, uh, but she hears a rattling noise coming from her trunk, and uh, when she opens it, she finds that it's- Crabs! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Max's dead body. Yeah. Um, she, uh, goes into Helen's house, where she finds her and Barry, uh, and they come back to the car, where they find the trunk is empty. da da Crab's gone. Crab's gone. Yeah. Where did uh, they run to? <laughs> They argue about, like, what the fuck's going on, and Julie yells out to uh, whoever's out there with, What are you waiting for? (laughs) Which is a great question. Yeah. And we're waiting for something to happen in the movie at this point. (laughs) Uh, They confront Ray. Uh, Barry says, You're gonna die, and punches him in the face. Uh, uh, Ray doesn't seem to know anything about what's going on. He says he also got a suspicious letter. Um, it's from the Phantom of the Opera. I wish they discuss the clues and determine that uh, oh maybe it was Billy Blue of the class of ninety two. Uh, <laughs> let's go look for him in a, in the school yearbook. Maybe Elsa knew about him. None of this comes to anything. 
No, it really doesn't. Um, Julie says she thinks that today will be his day, since yeah. it's July 4th, the day of the accident. Yeah, his day. His day. America. <laughs> America killed Hannibal. Uh, they attend the parade, uh, assuming the killer will show himself. Uh, sure enough, they see a guy in the crowd in, like, a rain slicker and a hat, and Barry tackles him, but it's just a random old guy. Yeah, because of course it would be. I mean, this whole scene is, like, a stupid comedy bit about how there's, like, eight guys in slickers, and I thought for a moment, like, ooh, what if this is, like, a a hot fuzz situation and, like, the town is killing them, but no. No. Yeah. Um, Julie visits uh, Melissa again, who shows up to menace her with a knife, uh, but it's just for filleting some fish. Uh, she says that she thinks David's death was a suicide, and he left a note, which reads, I'll never forget what you did last summer. Oh, which, how is that a suicide note? <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to? Julie, like, tries to tell Melissa about what happened, but through the conversation, it's revealed that the person that they hit and dumped in the lake couldn't have been David because he had a tattoo with Susie's name on it. And, uh... David didn't care that much about Susie. He also... The corpse didn't look anything like this guy. No. Which, like, they go, like... He doesn't have the floppy hair. Like, you look at the... You think back, like, I'm watching the movie, I've seen, like, pictures of David, and I've seen the corpse... And those don't seem like the same guy. No. And it turns out they're not the same guy. No. Where uh, would they be? Uh, Helen attends the next year's pageant with Barry, uh, who gets murdered up in the balcony. Uh, Helen causes a big stir, and when a cop, a, a cop accompanies her upstairs, they don't find anyone there. Even though there's blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cop drives Helen home, and he doesn't believe her, since her story is so similar to that old urban legend. Yeah. The one, the one that we uh, read earlier. This is such exactly a, like that. This is the this is the most the guy who wrote Scream wrote this of anything. You think so? Doing the the like oh it's so clever of the killer to to do a murder that matches an urban legend so that the cops won't believe that it's real. It doesn't though. <laughs> it really doesn't. There's never a hook on the door. People can't That's even... the premise. People can't even agree about what the legend is in the movie. No, we can't even tell the urban legend in the movie, so they're like, you fill in the blanks. You know it. <laughs> um, they pull up on a guy in a fisherman's outfit working on his car, and when the cop approaches him to ask if he needs any help, he gets stabbed by the hook and killed. Now, you may notice that these are all hook kills. That's right. And it it is... Mostly just used, like, a slashing implement. Yeah, he just, like, stabs people with it. It's pretty boring. They really don't do anything fun I with think, this hook. I think there's other stuff you could do with a hook or a fisherman kills. I agree with you. Yeah. It's it's literally just everyone gets stabbed in the abdomen with this fucking hook. Yeah, I remember that one scene from Ghost Ship. Why don't you do that? There's, like, hardly any blood in this movie, too. You don't Not see really. anything. Not really. I, I kind of don't... It kind of doesn't earn the rated R that much. Not at all. Not... I, don't, I don't remember a boob. I don't remember a fuck. <laughs> Not one bit. I know. Uh, uh, at the local library, Julie learns that uh, Susie, David's girlfriend who died the year before, uh, had a local fisherman for a dad. Yeah, that that's the answer. <laughs> Great job. Uh, Helen flees to her family's uh, store where Elsa is working and narrowly escapes inside and calls the police. Uh, but the killer sneaks in through the back door and kills Elsa. Uh, Helen is attacked next and in an extended chase sequence, uh, she escapes through an upstairs window. Yes, it's a very long chase sequence, and it won't be the last. Only to then be cornered in an alleyway uh, just short of where the parade is going by, and she's killed there. Yeah, and people aren't seeing this. Yeah. It's like, like, people fight tires in the alleyway all the time. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people walking by, and nobody sees, like, five feet away someone getting murdered. Uh, also, another gripe I have, these parades are too fucking big. For where they are in North Carolina. Yeah, that's... I remember parades in my town. It's probably, like, two cars. It's the marching band and a couple people with flags on their cars. 
Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, We're not making floats. Uh, Julie searches for Ray down by the docks. Uh, she says that uh, she thinks Susie's dad killed David Egan. And that's who they hit with the car. And maybe he's still alive and doing the murders. That's a great guess. Uh, just then she sees that Ray's boat is named Billy Blue. And she freaks out thinking he must be the killer. Yeah, we go back and forth on this a lot for approximately 10 seconds. Yeah, because immediately she runs away from him and he gets knocked out by a local fisherman who's like, oh, go head out of my boat. It'll be totally safe there. Uh, Julie goes into the boat where she finds pictures of the victims uh, as well as uh, the necklace, the locket from earlier in the movie. Uh, so, so Freddie Prince Jr. wasn't in the movie because he was the villain he wasn't in the movie because they didn't want him in the movie <laughs> as uh yeah another character who hasn't been up into the movie at this point uh is the fisherman who reveals that he is uh Susie's father uh and he uh ben uh who is the, the killer literally just a guy um there's another extended chase sequence uh, Julie runs around the boat trying to escape. Ray, I can, like... I can summarize every extended chase sequence in this movie in a couple sentences. I mean, it's just like the battle raging, but go go ahead. Yeah, so woman gets chased. She gets stuck in a room, right? Uh-huh. Guy's banging at the door. Yeah. She finds a way out in, oh. a, in, a, in a place she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And she ends up somewhere she shouldn't. And but then she gets cornered anyway. by a guy, and he catches up. And then he catches up, and she's stuck in another room, <laughs> and she has to get out in a way she's not supposed to get out. Uh, um, Ray, like, races out on his boat to save her. Eventually, he gets knocked on board, and then knocked overboard, and then back on board again. <laughs> I told you that the idea <laughs> of a fishing boat chase was really funny to me, because they go about ten miles an hour. Um, And, like, one of the only somewhat unsettling bits of the movie uh julie discovers a bunch of bodies like in the 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 fishing hall part of the boat maybe where there's a bunch they, of ice cubes maybe if they weren't being kept in rock candy <laughs> um eventually uh julie gets cornered and begs for her life and the fisherman's like when you leave a man for dead you better make sure he's really dead that's great advice if i ever hit someone <laughs> on the road i'm gonna make sure i stab them in the face uh, eventually, he gets caught up in some fishing line contraption and gets his hook hand cut off, and it falls overboard. Uh, and then he and then he falls overboard, uh, and, and everything's over. Yeah, um, uh, we'll just we'll just pretend that he's gone. Uh, yeah, Ray's like, I don't want to lose you, Julie. I've been in love with you this whole time. I've been a character. <laughs> Uh, the cops uh, fish up the hook hand and some netting, and they're like, oh, the body will turn up. Uh, and then we cut to one year later. Julie is back at college, and she's living her life again. She's thriving. She's got a chunky cell phone. And Ooh, she, that is a chunky cell phone. And she's chatting with Ray like, I love you, honey. You're going <laughs> to ravage me later. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Uh, and she's delivered another mysterious letter, but haha, it turns out it's just a pool party invitation from the fraternity. Uh, and in the shower, uh, she finds the words, I still know, written in the foggy mirror, and she gets attacked by someone jumping through the glass door. Yeah, it, it jump scares you. It's like, ah, I'm still here. And then we roll the credits. Yeah. And then there are two sequels. Which I think if his hand isn't actually a hook after he loses it, that's a very missed opportunity. I think it's really funny that the sequel is named I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. See, <laughs> I can't be a marketing person because I would have went with like different seasons. I'm like, I, I still know what you did last fall. I still know what you did last winter. It's... So, so this movie um, is very derivative. It's goofy as hell. It's not a good adaptation. Uh, I will say, I think it's kind of funny. It is funny in that, like, late 90s, like, she's all that sort of way. Um, in a weird way, I think this is a very non-offensive movie. Extremely. Extremely. It, it, won't, it won't hurt your sensibilities if you put this one on. No. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a, you know, it's, it's part of being just like an 80s slasher throwback is like, 
That's all there really is to There's it. There's kind of nothing going on. There's a weird urban legend. But There's a creepy have, guy, and even, some teens die. Even like, those have like more nudity and stuff in them, though. More blood that's right. for sure. You watch like the original Friday the Thirteenth, and you see like a boob. Uh, you know. Even a scream is more violent, which I mean. Yeah, Scream has way more character than this movie. Yeah, sure it does. Like, because that's a good movie. It's way more charming than this movie. Yeah. And the teen cast, like, I think is a lot more interesting because it's a little bit of, like, an ensemble. Um, and the non-characterness of the actors, you don't kind of mind as much because there's, like, so many kills. Here we're, like, stuck with these people for so long that their lack of charisma is just, like, drawing me down into a pit as nothing happens no it takes probably an hour into the movie for us to start killing people off which you know (sighs) is gonna supposed to happen anyway so why isn't it more throughout the movie i don't know this is another case where like the adaptation just doesn't work because like the the setup it's really it's really trying to build up a mystery that isn't there yeah the first act is like straight from the book because that's like the good part right it's like the mystery introduction where it's like there's a hit and run and then they these teens are like no we're gonna go off to college and then they get a note saying i know what you did last summer and it's like that's the if, if they argue for 50 pages in the book i'm not reading that either <laughs> i mean like i hope the dialogue is better written in the book but um like that is not a good setup for a slasher movie because a slasher movie you what you want is you want a big cast you want the most like bare bones introduction to uh you know the teens aren't all right and then you, you want, want you people want some, to start dying yeah you want some fun people to start killing off yeah, um, and this movie, because it's adapted from, like, a mystery book... Like, because you have four people who are characters, you are hesitant to do that. And I'm yeah. bored to tears. You can't kill, like, any of the main four right away because, like, you kind of need them because they're your only cast. So you kill off these, like, minor characters who we don't know anything about. They don't even get, like, uh, a slasher movie-style introduction. Um, and so, yeah, it just leaves you kind of going, like what was the point yeah what was the point you know there's better ones of these the twist isn't delivered very well because it's trying to be an 80s slasher when it doesn't work well, uh, like literally watch halloween or scream instead yeah or watch like any mystery you know like there are so many good mysteries about like somebody gets a mysterious letter and then it's you know the mystery is solved at the end of the story you know sure um so watch columbo which isn't really a mystery no. Because it works backwards. No, but I... But still watch Columbo. Still watch Columbo, though. It's a good time. We might do that tonight. And one more thing. Uh, I don't know. Should we get to the to the ratings? Let's get to our ratings. All right. First up is the spookiness rating. How good were the scares and the vibes? Opal, what would you give it? I like the setting. I like the southern gothicness. I think it could use a little bit more of that. I'll give it maybe a two for fisherman atmosphere i'll give it a two for i think like um i think there is something really good about the kind of melancholy of the teens have gone off to college and their lives suck now and uh, is that spooky though but like that interacting with the with this mystery plot is i think really good uh i think it gives it all this very like we have to kind of figure out that life is like worth living for and like i do actually have like a will to survive even though i'm being like hunted is that spooky though it's a it's a it's a little bit of a vibe it keeps it from being a one for me because it's a little bit of a vibe okay i like the fog machines (laughs) there's Uh, a lot of those next up is the watchability how easy is it to just throw this movie on and have a good time i'll give it like a three I think it's funny. I think this is like a head empty movie. Uh, you just... I think there there's too much of it where nothing is happening for me to give it a higher score than that. But I think parts where it is, it's kind of just, you throw it on. Yeah, I mean, the first half is like a somewhat interesting mystery and the back half is like a somewhat interesting slasher movie. They don't really go together. No. You can just kind of throw it on and, like, enjoy whichever half you happen to be watching at the time. So, yeah, I like a three. Laugh at the weird writing. The performances aren't that bad. <laughs> the- I mean, I think 
I think the leads aren't that bad. Freddie Prince is kind of bad. Sarah Michelle's kind of bad. This transitions us into the Vincent Price vamp rating, the campiness, and overall performance. So, what would you give? It's a two. There's not a lot of, I mean, I wish it was intentional fun- camp to I, me. I wish it was funnier. I wish you know, like Scream is campy and fun. Uh, I wish this one was way more fun than it is. See, it's I just think like... so- sometimes when movies are bad, it has a camp that is fun. I don't think this is camp exactly. No, I don't think it ever quite gets there. I think it takes itself too seriously. It definitely does. Like, it makes you, like, want to, like, really contemplate, like, the the lost lives of these teens. But, like, they're non-characters, and I hate them when they're on screen because they're in a slasher movie. They don't really have much of a personality. Yeah. um, And even then, like, even if they were, like, going to give a performance, there's nowhere for them to give that performance. Well, and also, like, I don't, I'm not interested in, like, the, the... Rich kid, big fish in a small pond, um, the, like, smart girl, the pageant queen, and the guy who's not in the movie. (laughs) He is not. they couldn't even give me good, like, archetypes to be interested in. No, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's like a two. Um, so it's like a seven for both of us. It's, like, not really anything, but it's better than, you know, happening. Mm, that's true. A lot of things are better than The Happening, though. If it's better than The Happening, it's an okay movie. But I would rather watch The Happening. Well, I would see. I say this all the time. I, I feel like every other episode I'm saying this, that I would rather watch The Happening see, than the, whatever we're watching. The thing is, I, think I, that's just, I think that's just true for me most of the time. I would be happy never watching The Happening again in my life. We'll probably watch it, like, at least four more times. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Opal, do you have anything else on I Know What You Did? Last summer. Mm, I can't even remember last spring. (laughs) I never know what to do when you do a bit because I can't, like, prepare for it. So I just kind of... Calling it a bit is very generous. It was funny. (laughs) I'm glad you (laughs) think so. All right. uh, Let's let's sack it up. let's, uh, Let's get to... I know what the sack did last summer. The movie sack, which I forgot to bring over. But... We started a podcast last summer. Dang, that's a great point. Is that is that anything? This is uh, this is the movie sack segment. This is the part where we pull a random movie out of a sack. Well, not random. You you put the movie. It's in. not entirely random. It's a controlled chaos. I like to call it. You yeah. know how I'm always calling it that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so next week we'll be watching The Descent. Yay! I like this movie. I we watched this movie uh, in South Carolina. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I am excited to to rewatch it. I do. I do enjoy the descent, and I'm interested to see uh, what we can get out of it this time because I've seen it a few times. You've seen it once. Once. Seen yes. it with you one time. Uh, but I remember liking it. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go caving, Ugh. which is inherently a little bit scary. I would never. Yeah. Like, I I feel like... Um, is it because we're a little bit chubby? We might not fit in the hole. <laughs> I wouldn't squeeze through the gaps very yeah, well. Yeah, No, I mean, the thing is, like, um, like, I would never, like, jump out of a plane. I would never, like, go in a cave. I would never... I'm even a little bit afraid of snorkeling. Yeah, I could see snorkeling in, like... Maybe the shallow reefs, but I'm... I'm not going diving. No, diving is a little much. I'm we too... Are not, we are not adventurous people. <laughs> I'm too afraid of death. If there's more than, like, a 1% chance that I die, I do not do that thing. I don't even like calling on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like driving a motor vehicle. Nobody does. Anybody who does is lying to you. Well... With that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Opal, where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, you can find my links at opal.card.co. You can find my Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, Scary Pear also has a Twitter. At Scary Pear. At Scary Pear. Very good get. I haven't said that in a long time, but I believe so. Give us, uh, give us a follow. Give us uh, a retweet. Give us a retweet. Uh, you know, if you like the show, uh, you know. We'd we like to hear about it. Tweet it. Tweet about it. Let, let's know. Um, so that that's going to do it. Uh, oh, I'm at 
uh, putrid underscore imp on Twitter. I have another show at Level With You Pod. It's a World of Warcraft Classic podcast to do with my friend Austin, who's never played an MMO before. We play a few weeks of World of Warcraft Classic every week. And I also have a, a card game Twitter account called at Puppeteer Click. If you like card games, you can follow me there. Sometimes I talk about them. Um, that's going to do it. You good? Yep. <laughs> Uh, take deep breaths look out for our episode on infinity pool coming later this week yes yes we will do that later this week and uh tune in next week for the descent that'll be a good one it will be a good if one. you're squeamish about tight places maybe don't watch that one or, or maybe do or do because it's supposed to be scary that's right because it's a horror movie that's right you're so right do whatever you want is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Don't listen to us. No, never listen to <laughs> us about anything. And with that, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>